Let's be radically honest. There's a reason why you decided to become the professional or entrepreneur that you are today. Is it safe to say that it wasn't to be away from those you love or sacrifice yourself and your health while doing it? What if you could create the life and business of your dreams without working harder? What if stress and overwhelm were a thing of your past? Entrepreneurial success coach Ranchelle Van Bryce is here to guide you through letting go of comparison and imposter syndrome so that you can stop making a living and start creating your epic life. Hello, 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 and welcome. Oh my goodness, I couldn't even get hello out. This could be an interesting show today. Welcome to Inspire Choices Network and welcome to the show Ignite Your Success with Ranchelle. Thank goodness I'm Ranchelle. I am showing up. I am your host today. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's um, quite funny, actually, because the name of the show and is From Frazzled to Fabulous. It still is From Frazzled to Fabulous. And I had an outline of what I wanted to talk about. And then about, mm, about two hours ago, I just was not feeling it. Now, the old Ranchelle, I would have just pushed through it. But the trooper, I had made a plan. I have to be in control. It's got to be this way because I said it was going to be this way. And years ago, I would have forced myself to finish this piece of what I planned on talking about, even if I don't feel it. About three years ago, maybe even four now, I think, I made the decision that ease and flow was to be the theme of my life. So in order to be in ease and flow flow has to happen. And so when I meet resistance, the first thing that I do is actually tap in. And I ask myself if I'm in resistance because I'm resistance, resisting being, doing, or having something, or am I in resistance because uh, I'm to let it go? Am I in resistance because it no longer resonates with me? And so this afternoon, as I was tapping in and tuning into my intuition, that's what I realized. I did realize also that I wanted to speak to you about um, moving from frazzle to fabulous. I have had many episodes, I'm going to say episodes, of feeling frazzled, feeling discontent, feeling discombobulated. And I've come up with a process that I use to help myself become more grounded, more centered, and uh, literally moving from that, that place of feeling the frazzled to this fabulous place of ease and flow. And so that's what I want to share with you today. Uh, again, my name is Ranshaw Van Bryce. I'm so excited to be with you, with you here. I work with entrepreneurial women. Uh, typically, they're in competitive industries, often referred to as having or being successful. And what I've noticed, there's a common theme amongst my clients, which is they really feel, although they have success, that they're still feeling like they're not quite successful enough. There is, in fact, even a, uh, a sacrifice of health and wellness, a sacrifice of relationships, and a sacrifice of all things to do in their life to create a successful business. And in the end, they actually don't feel like they have that particular, particular success in business anyhow. So it's really interesting that they come to me with a space of, you know, it looks and appears like I'm super successful and I have moments of success, but I really don't feel like that. In fact, I rather, I feel imposter syndrome and I feel other things. And so usually as I start working with them, when we dive into what that looks like. And so even part of the process I'm going to share with you today is something that I use with my clients on a regular basis, regardless of 
um, whether they're feeling frazzled or they're feeling imposter syndrome, there is a, a way to kind of move through that. This particular process, though, starts uh, with a story and one that I don't often share with people. Um, it's a very private story. And, um, and I tend to stand on this story versus in this story, but it's still really uncomfortable to share with you. So just to be clear, I'm uh, really being super, I guess, vulnerable here today on the show. I think it's important, though, that I give you context as to how this came about. And so, um, so I, I'll start with kind of the present moment. Uh, presently, I, and I haven't been for a while with my children's father. And this happened about eight or nine years ago, where our marriage ended. And it, it ended very, very suddenly. I thought we had a fantastic relationship. I mean, it didn't come without its challenges. So it, I would never say it was, there was no such thing as perfection. I've never set myself up to have a perfect relationship. But I really did believe that we had moved through previous challenges in our life together. And we had this really, really strong, real, uh, strong bond in, in marriage. We also were suffering, uh, and I say suffering, we were in really, really dire financial uh, straits. And so we were uh, facing bankruptcy, we were facing making decisions around money. And so usually in the relationship, how, how I showed up was the more dominant person, right? So it's, here's what we need to do. And then I was very, very directive in what I wanted and directive in what, how I thought our life should look like. And towards the end of our marriage, I had gone through some uh, business challenges, which is, you know, why we were financially strapped. Um, I had gone through some personal challenges and some health challenges. So when I talk about this woman has sacrificed her life, her, her health and wellness and her, and her relationships, that was my story, right? So that's why I, I, I know this so well. So I was, we were facing these challenges and typically, as I said, I, I showed up where I was the, the one that was making the decisions my, under my suggestion. I thought we were making the decision, but I was guiding the decisions. And so I had abdicated our financial responsibility to put it on the kids, um, their dad's shoulders. And I was looking for a partner in making the decision. Now, uh, their dad doesn't have the capability, uh, he might now. So at that time, though, he didn't have the capability to make those kinds of decisions or choices, didn't have the capability to stand beside me in partnership for us to figure it out. And so I decided that I was just going to stop procrastinating and that I was a strong, independent woman and I could figure shit out. And although I had resentment towards him that I was in this position where I felt like I had to figure all of this out on my own. So I felt very lonely. I felt very alone and a little, well, a lot pissed off, frustrated, angry, all of those lower density energies. The moment I decided that I was a strong, independent woman and I could do this, that, that it wasn't that I didn't need him in the sense of like a fuck you, I don't need you, but rather uh, I didn't need him to help me with these decisions, that I could continue the relationship as it was being this strong, independent woman. And the moment I made that decision, the uh, mailbox made noise because we, we had um, mail delivered. Now, up until this point in time, 
uh, Darcy was responsible for paying all the bills. I had, uh, we had agreed that he would be making all the payments. And so I went in and uh, saw the mail and we had a whole bunch of, uh, a whole bunch of bills. When I opened them, what I saw was uh, he hadn't been paying a lot of the bills. So we were in even more deeper financial trouble than I thought. And we also had a credit card statement. <clears throat> now it was a true, uh, I'm gonna be vulnerable, true transparency. It was his credit card. And I thought, holy crap, if we have this many bills, what kind of, what kind of you know, challenges do we have with a credit card? At that time, I didn't have a credit card. We had made a decision together uh, because I was self-employed and he was working for someone else. And we, we had been in trouble for a while that we were going to sacrifice one person's credit rating, that was mine, and we would keep one person's credit rating intact, which was his. Okay, so that was a decision we made together. So I open up his credit card and I find on there um, charges for an online dating site for married people. Now, it's okay. That's not the point of the story. <laughs> the point, though, of the story is the moment I decided I was going to be this independent woman and I would be able to handle whatever. I remember saying to my higher power, I can handle everything. I can do this. So when I opened this, um, the, the mail, I was devastated. I was, uh, was absolutely devastated. And a long, uh, drawn-out couple-week period of time ensued ugly uh, uh, on both ends. Like there was nothing, there's, there, and there's no point even sharing it because it really, there's, it won't add to what I'm sharing with you. But know that when this happened, I remember collapsing on the kitchen floor and thinking that I just wanted the earth to open up and swallow me whole. I was devastated. And I remember laying on the ground, I couldn't, I was having a panic attack and thinking, okay, I can, I can do this. And this time it wasn't even uh, about being separated or getting a divorce, you know, not being together as a family, none of that. It was just like, okay, I can, I can handle this. And I, I instinctively knew that I had manifested this out to, to the outcome this way because I had asked for the strength from God to help me. So I, God, higher power, you know the drill if you've been with me before, Allah, Buddha, divine source intelligence. I had asked for the strength to handle whatever it is and I was willing to do whatever it took. Now, I got to tell you, I wasn't expecting that. And I remember having a few conversations with my higher power saying, I think you have me confused with somebody else who is way, who can handle this pile of shit. Truly, right? So, I, but I do remember laying on the floor thinking, okay, I can, I can, I can do this. I'm not, I'm not really sure how I can do this, but I really know that I can. I know that I can, I can move on. I know that, that, and I meant move on as in get up off the floor. I didn't mean move on as in, oh, my life is going to be like absolutely fantastic. I was nowhere even close to that at that point in time. I share this with you, not because I want you to feel bad, right? And not that I want you to, uh, to be upset with my kid's father. He is a fantastic father. And 
I'm sharing with you because I think it's important to understand the state of mind that I was in at that time. And there have been other times in my life where my life, my life has fallen apart. And maybe you can relate to that. You might even be in a place right now where your life is falling apart and you're not sure how you can go on. And this is for you, for a time, whether you've been there before or you're here, at here today. I believe that everything happens for a reason. So I do believe that my uh, intention of what I wanted to share about having a neurodivergent brain and being more organized and all of those things. And the reason why I was guided to let that go and talk about this is there's somebody on the airwaves either with me today presently listening to this live or um, someone who's listening to this later on who needs to hear this. There are times in our life when our life falls apart. We reach our bottom, whatever our bottom looks like, and for whatever reason why we reach bottom. And I remember getting up, the kids were coming home from school, and I needed to have some sort of a semblance of order so I could move on so I, that I didn't have to devastate my children's um, day. And I remember just asking for the strength for my higher power to get up. I didn't ask for the strength to be okay, but I asked for the strength of what I thought would be the next thing that I could do. So I was laying on the ground and I asked for the strength to get up and I was provided with that strength. So when I talk about things like going from frazzled, right? I was frazzled that day to a state of feeling fabulous. I was frustrated, right? I was angry. I was resentful on those moments. And I asked for the strength to get up. And sometimes I think what happens is we ask for the strength for the end result. Meaning, you know, I could have asked the strength to let me be, the, let this be okay. Let me feel okay. Let me forgive him in that moment where I was laying on the ground. But what I asked for was the strength to get up. And so the first thing I want to share with you before we head into our break is sometimes you need to ask for the little things first before we ask for the big thing. We need to ask for the opportunity and this the opportunity to please help me get up. And then I got up and I asked my higher power to please help me be okay while the kids are home. Please help me get through the rest of the day, right? So that I can function. So the first step was get up. The second one was, okay, now help me be okay. And again, I think what happens sometimes is we, we are asking for guidance, but we're asking for like the very, very end thing. And we need to start at the beginning. All right. I can't wait to share with you uh, later on here in the show. Well, we're here together uh, to share with you the process that I use, the, the, the system that I use to help me move from a place when I'm feeling devastated, discombobulated, frazzled into feeling really, really fabulous. And we're going to talk more after this break. Thank you so much. Many of us view success as something that you arrive at, something you pursue, something that you will have to make happen. What if you ignited success within yourself? What if you viewed success differently, changed the way you look at it? Would you feel differently about yourself and your journey? Tuning in to Ignite Your Success with entrepreneurial success coach Ranchelle Van Bryce 
you'll receive tools and insight to ignite your very own success differently. Join Ranchell Wednesdays on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com at 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, 2 p.m. Pacific. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Welcome back to Ignite Your Success with Ranchell. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to rvb at igniteyoursuccess.ca. Welcome back to today's show from Frazzled to Fabulous. Uh, I said earlier before we broke that uh, originally I was going to talk about something a little bit different. The title is the same, but the content is a bit different. Uh, I felt inspired to change what I want to talk about. And usually when that happens, it's because there is an energy out there. Someone is calling out that they're looking for a solution. And because uh, I, I, like everyone, uh, is intuitive and just uh, felt the need to change the content. So before we went to break, what I talked about was when I was asking for guidance from my higher power, and I shared a story about my former husband and I and how um, our marriage ended up uh, ended. And I was looking for strength and I asked for strength. I was laying on the floor and I asked for strength just to stand up. I didn't ask for strength to make it okay. I didn't ask for the strength for forgiveness. I didn't ask for the strength of anything else. I just asked for the strength to get up. And I think one of the things that happens is when we're asking for guidance, whether we are tapping in and tuning into our higher power or our guides or whatever that is, we often go straight to the end, right? Uh, to that To that place. So for an example in business would be, you know, we ask for guidance and we want a successful business, a, a, a practice, right? I'm a coach, so a practice. And it looks like this. And so we think from the, uh, the end. Now, that's important. Truly, visualization in, in what you do is extremely important to the creation and manifestation of your desires. Sometimes we need strength. <laughs> Sometimes we need strength just to, uh, to go and do a post on Facebook or do a Facebook Live or show up vulnerably or show up authentic. Uh, authentically, or the strength to go to a networking meeting, right? And sometimes we forget to do that because we're just focused on the end. This isn't an either or. So please don't, don't, don't uh, take what I'm sharing with you. You either do this or you do that. It's really a combination of both, right? Understanding what that looks like. What did, what did, what did I need in that moment of time? I need the strength to get up. And so it's that tapping into the, you know, your higher power, source, energy, divine intelligence, and asking for what you need and what you truly need. So some of the things that, that I learned through my process of going through a very public and very painful separation, I say public, we lived, um, lived in a small city in Alberta, and everyone 
everyone knew what was going on um, after we separated. And so it was icky. There wasn't like anything like at that time, there was nothing great about it. It was a really, really icky. It was really public. And I was extremely embarrassed and I was embarrassed um, and, and had tons of shame around the ending of our marriage because I thought part of it was my fault. Now that I'm certainly responsible for pieces of it and I'm going to share the difference, but I felt really, I was ashamed. I was ashamed because I should have known what he was up to. The um, women approached me afterwards and shared with me that uh, they also had been uh, ha having some sort of relationship. I'll use that term loosely, some sort of altercation <laughs> with um, my, uh, my former husband. So you know, some of the things that were going on was this shame that I should have known, right? And so the should us, have you ever should on yourself? Right. I, um, I see that a lot with successful and shoulda. And I, and I say, stop shooting on yourself. Right. I should have known. So that was the, the guilt that I had and, and the immense shame that I had around this because I felt like it was my fault. So part of the um, process for me of moving frazzled to fabulous, or let's even talk about renewing or starting over. Have you ever had to like start over where something happened in your life that didn't quite work out and you feel like you have to start over? Then this can also be applied to you. So first, so the first thing I, I, I became aware of as I was healing was I needed to let go of the person who I thought I was. I needed to let go of the marriage that I thought I had. Um, I needed to let go and surrender that the things that I thought were going on weren't going on and that there was no reason to have guilt or shame around it. And there was no, no need to should on myself, but I moved into this space of awareness. I talk about awareness a lot with my coach, with my clients. And so I needed, I knew I needed to be in a space where I become, I became more aware. And the, and for me, it was learning how to, uh, listen to my intuition because deep down I did know that something was going on with him when I tapped into my intuition I knew that things weren't as they seemed and I could look back and go oh, oh there was all of these pointers oh and there and there it was and there it was and there it was and I was blind and so part of the surrendering into the what I should have, I should have known, I was this person, right? I thought I was this person, I thought we had these things. I needed to ease into and surrender into the isness of the situation, which is something I talk about lots in my practice as well. Accepting the isness of the situation. And it was difficult to accept the fact that this person that I thought I knew I felt like I didn't really know. There was moments in time where I felt like my whole entire life with him was a lie, which wasn't true. There was times where I thought um, and was aware of, it wasn't even a thought, it was this awareness of um, one of the things that I had done in our relationship, which is this is the next piece of it, is to become radically honest of where you are and your contribution to the situation you're experiencing. I became aware that I started to dim the light of who I am when I was around him 
so that he would love me. So there's language is important. I started to dim my light so that he would love me. I didn't dim my light because I loved him. I dimmed my shine, my bright, my bright, brilliant, right, bold self so that he would feel more safe and secure in our relationship so that he would love me. And the underlying piece of that was so that he would stay with me so that he wouldn't leave me so that he wouldn't abandon me and I wouldn't need to feel rejected because part of my core wounds and core fear from my from growing up in the family that I grew up and through no fault of my parents, part of my core wound and core fear is abandonment and rejection. So I was having this experience of, of being radically honest with myself and going, how did I contribute to the ending of our relationship? And what was really funny was that people often said to me afterwards, didn't you guys have a great sex life? And, and I, I became where I was like, uh, yes, and that really has nothing to do, although that's the reason why a lot of us think, including myself, including myself, thought that that's why um, people aren't uh, um, um, in a state of monogamous, a monogamous relationship. I pause because I'm so careful of the language, uh, because there's uh, no judgment. I'm sharing this story for a purpose for discernment. I'm not passing, I'm not passing judgment. And so, but I found myself having, uh, having to, not having to, but being radically honest with myself. Here's, here's how I showed up. The second piece that, that I realized was that I, um, and I shared this earlier in my story was I typically show up more of the alpha, right? The leader in, in a relationship. I'll use those terms because most people understand, have some sort of context around that. And, but part of that was uh, also being an awareness that I accessed more of my divine masculine than my divine feminine. And so there wasn't a harmony between those two. And the divine masculine of Ranchal looks like this. You need to do this. You need to do this. You need to do this. And then we're going to do this. And our life is going to be like this that when I access the divine masculine and I lean heavier into, so not harmony or balance, I become um, really, really competitive. I become really achievement oriented. I become like that uh, lead follower, get the fuck out of the way kind of person. And that, so I bringing that energy into the relationship with the kid's dad Right. I mean, that's how we started in relationship. And so and so we were continuing this relationship and continuing this relationship. So I so I showed up that way with him until. Until one day and it wasn't just one day, it felt like one day, one day I woke up and I was super, super ill. I had chronic adrenal fatigue and I could barely function. I could barely tell you how I got from where we lived, which is on the edge of town kind of thing to work. And I wouldn't be able to tell you how I got there, right? There were so many signs of the chronic adrenal fatigue. And then I couldn't make a decision. My life depended on it. I really, and I couldn't make any decisions. And all of a sudden I changed the rules in our relationship. And I was like, I can't make any more decisions. You need to make all of the decisions. 
So imagine being in a relationship where you're used to your partner, doesn't matter male or female, makes the decisions, is the leader, toes the line, is the guidepost, and then what come, wakes up one day and goes, yeah, I'm dibs and out, can't do that, right? It changed our relationship. It changed the dynamic of the relationship. It changed the trajectory of the relationship. And so then I also realized in, um, in that moment of time was that I changed the rules without even discussing it. And so that must have had some sort of effect on him, I'm sure, right? Because I changed the rules. The third piece that I realized was that I've always been in a personal development or spiritual development path since I was 14 years old. And every time I would try something new, I would say, Dan, you should come and do this. You should come and do this. Oh, it'd be so much fun. And so I realized it was before we separated, but I also realized that every time I asked him to come with me and show up differently, his interpretation of that was that he wasn't good enough and that he needed to be different in order to be with me. And that's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. What I meant was this would be really cool for you to come do this because I don't want to do it. But I didn't want to do it by myself. It's way more fun hanging out with people that you love and doing these things with people that you want to be around. But he didn't understand that. And so he was always feeling less than around me because of who I am. Now, that's another reason why I dimmed my light. And I'm not blaming him at all, actually, for any of this. I'm sharing with all of you how the points of being radically honest and how I was able to accept responsibility. So this is the other piece of it, part of the process, is to accept responsibility for your part in it, right? And realizing what parts are your pile of poo and what parts are their pile of poo and not try to fix their pile of poo. And if you're going to try to fix anything, and I use that word loosely because I don't think we're broken, right? So... Um, is then to internalize it and go, how can I show up differently? Here's my pile of shit. So where am I going to, how am I going to clean this up? And where am I going to clean up? Because it doesn't really matter where his pile of shit was, right? And I think that's the other piece of it is owning it. I was, I was able to own it. So as we head into break, what I'm sharing with you is in this process is, um, and, and why I'm sharing this deeply personal story is to show you that there is a way that when you hit rock bottom, there is a way for you to um, move out of rock bottom and you don't have to claw your way up. Cause that's, for me, that was the experience. It was, I was, it was, I was so low, so down and, um, and so devastated. And so then that's part of the reason why I love what I do is because I take the information and take my experiences and my knowledge and share with people. There is a way. There is a way for you. So let's go into our second break. Thank you so much whether you're joining me live here or listen to the recording. I appreciate you being here. Many of us view success as something that you arrive at, something you pursue, something that you will have to make happen. What if you ignited success within yourself? What if you viewed success differently? change the way you look at it would you feel differently about yourself and your journey tuning in to ignite your success with entrepreneurial success coach ranchelle van bryce you'll receive tools and insight to ignite your very own success differently join ranchelle wednesdays on inspiredchoicesnetwork.com at 5 p.m eastern 4 p.m central 
3 p.m. Mountain, 2 p.m. Pacific. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. Welcome back to Ignite Your Success with Ranchell. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to rvb at igniteyoursuccess.ca. Welcome back, everyone. My name is Ranchal. You are here on Inspired Choices Network, and my show is Ignite Your Success. So great to have you, whether you're here listening with me live or you're listening to the recording afterwards. I appreciate you being here. Uh, today, I'm talking about from frazzled to fabulous. And originally, I was going to talk about my uh, different five-step process. Today, I'm sharing, it is a five-step process, but I'm sharing a very vulnerable story about uh, my ex-husband and just kind of how that, that uh, suddenly ended, the marriage suddenly ended. But the learning that I received from it, the gift actually in the ending of the marriage was certainly much different because I've always believed that everything happens for me and nothing happens to me. Other ways of saying that, which I grew up with, which uh, was everything happens for a reason. And so I knew even in this devastating time that there was a purpose, a reason as to why I was to be going through what I was going through. And I truly believe it's because as I was recovering from this devastating moment in time, I started to be aware of how I move through things, how I actually have a process or system that I use to help me um, heal, to help me be okay with the situation. And so I do know that for many, many reasons, that's one of the reasons why my uh, marriage to my children's father um, was it came uh, to an end. I really, when we got married, I got married uh, forever. That was kind of the intention behind it. And sometimes it doesn't work out the way that we think it's going to work out. And so I, that was the other piece that I realized was that I, yes, I have an intention. And yes, I can move towards that intention. And yes, I, you know, um, even then believed in manifesting. And so in this moment of time, when, um, when I realized what was going on with the ending of our relationship, I also became aware that I was part of the creation of this, that I truly had manifested this situation. And the power that gave me, the empowered feeling, now not at the time, like, no, uh, but over time, what I started to feel and started to see was how empowered I was. That moment when I made the decision and asked for my higher power to help me get off the floor because it had been a long time since I had been talking to divine source energy, right? I was kind of in flitting in and out of relationship with, uh, with divine. And so 
that moment in time, I buckled down and started to reassess my relationship with divine and realized that I had conveniently had a relationship when it was convenient for me. And so when, you know, when you're down your hands and knees and you're facing the, your maker, you're at your, at your ground zero, you're at your um, breakthrough point, right? Uh, you tend to look at things just a little bit differently. And so what I talked about was being radically honest. I was radically honest with what, uh, how I had contributed to the end of the relationship, right? And so that was so very, very important. I also had to let go of who I thought I need to be or thought uh, uh, who we were as a couple and who I was as a mom, as a wife. And I had a lot of humbling experiences. And really, I learned um, how to work with my ego and how to surrender into divine, how to work with my intuition, because I wasn't trusting my intuition. And then I, and then I really felt like my intuition failed me. Because there was many signs of what was going on with him, but I didn't see them. And I didn't see them because I was ignoring them because I wasn't in touch with my intuition. I wasn't in touch with my divine self. I was all in my head. I was out of balance between my divine masculine and my divine feminine. And so all of those reasons um, led up to the situation that I found myself in. The next um, piece for me was to realize that I had a lot of work to do around my shadow self. And that was a hard pill to swallow because I felt from an egoic perspective that I was pretty much had my shit together. <laughs> so when we uh, separated, I realized that I really didn't have my poop in a group, that there were a lot of things that I had uh, brushed under the rug that there were a lot of feelings that I had suppressed. There was a lot of emotions that I had repressed that there was, I was showing up inauthentically in so many ways. I was pretending to be so many things and I wasn't, you know, I took a great saying, fake it till you make it. And, you know, and that's a great, it is a great, it's a great saying, but I took that to the extreme, meaning I faked it until I didn't even know who the hell I was. Right. And so I had these relationships with people, but, I didn't really have a relationship with them. They had a relationship with me and they all thought they knew me. And then after this situation, when I literally, I, I, I took some time away uh, to heal. Uh, in other words, I went to the corner and I started to lick my wounds. Then I healed, but I, but I did, I retreated hugely. And I retreated through guilt and shame at first. And then I moved to a space where it wasn't around guilt or shame, but it, it re I realized I had a lot, I had a lot of work to do. I had a lot of work um, with my shadow self. And so then I needed to be willing to look at your shadow parts. And that can be tough, right? Uh, I didn't do it alone. I think that, that's important. Uh, I knew I was in trouble when I, uh, personality-wise, spiritually, emotionally, when I um, was at a really uh, black tie affair, and someone asked me what I thought of Darcy's girlfriend. And I told them what I thought. And that was not kind. And it was made everyone around me really, really uncomfortable because I shared with them how they met. And so, and I, and, and I was being um, passive aggressive. 
And so as I started to do the shadow work, I realized that I can be passive aggressive. And I realized that in the passive aggressive that I can be extremely manipulative. Those were two really, really hard, hard points for me to look at and to realize that, you know, there's, there, there's certainly redeeming qualities. I'm resilient. I'm resourceful. I'm persistent. But the dark side of that is manipulation, right? And can be passive aggressive, right? Because I didn't ever express anger or very rarely did I express anger, but I certainly was passive aggressive. And so, so part of the healing process for me, part of the recovery, right? Part of the moving from frazzle to fabulous was to look um, straight in the eye, look at myself in the mirror and go, okay, here's when you show up passive aggressive. Here's the trigger to passive aggressive. How can you stop that before you're triggered? Or what do you need to face? What do you need to work on? What parts of yourself do you need to heal? I also knew that I was extremely manipulative. Now, I'm not just saying manipulative. I'm talking like over the top manipulative. Now, part of that is growing up in an alcoholic home. One of the traits or characteristics that we all learn is to is to manipulate. And part of that also is because we chameleon so easily, right? We show up whoever we need to show up for, for whoever, whoever happens to be in the room, which also can be a gift, right? I can go, I can go out and hang out with bikers and fit in. I can go hang out with lawyers and fit in. I could hang out with politicians and fit in. I could, I could hang out with, with from A to Z and fit in because like chameleon, right? But the shadow self of a chameleon is, right? Is that manipulation piece. And so I can be very manipulative. And I said, that was, that was extremely hard for me to, uh, to acknowledge. I knew it. But to say it out loud and to and to share it with uh, the people I was working with, um, and that that sorry that that's what I was sharing with you is I got I got sidetracked. Sorry, I had people that I was working with. I did not I did not um, do this on my own. I had a life coach that I worked with. I had a therapist that I was working with, and I had an incredible friend who's also a psychic and medium, and I worked with him. And I saw somebody for three weeks be my actually was every, every week life coach therapist psychic life coach and every week for almost a year i had guidance because i was really really angry and resentful and i wanted to i wanted to hurt uh, hurt him i'm not proud of this and this part of why i'm sharing this is we don't talk about this shit we don't talk about our shadow self i think it's so very very important that we do so once I started to embrace the shadow self, so, and understood what my core wounds were and what my core fears are. So my core wounds are not being lovable and, and, and they're common. I think we all have them to an extent, but not being lovable, uh, fear of rejection and fear of abandonment. And so those three things showed up as our relationship was ending. And because I felt those at such a visceral level, my response reaction was manipulation and passive aggressiveness. So those are key pieces that I worked on every week to figure out 
how can I show up differently? How can I surrender into what I was experiencing, experience the isness of it and not judge myself or him or his girlfriends so that it would be that it would be okay so that I would be okay because I wanted to be the best mom for my kids and I had been watching other people with their experiences that didn't have a great ending of their marriage and the kids suffered and so I remember um, feeling so grateful that I had kids otherwise I know that I would have felt like taking them out at the knees and so I'm grateful. I'm grateful that I had children with him because I showed up much differently because the mom in me came out, not the wounded, right? Uh, the wounded wife. She had to take second place. The mother in me, the nurture in me stepped up. And so I was aware. I had the intention of showing up the best way that I could in the relationship for my kids. And to this day, one of the things that our kids share with us is how, how grateful they were to me that I made it okay for them to be in relationship with their dad, but mostly that I didn't make it horrible for everybody around us, even though, even though everyone knew how much pain I was in. All right, we're going to go into, I can't believe it, our next, um, our next and final break. Yeah, we're at our final break already. And then after the break, I'm going to share with you the last two pieces of the puzzle that helped me move from frazzled to fabulous. I want to thank you very much for being here with me on Inspired Choices Network. My name is Ranchelle and the show that you're listening to is Ignite Your Success with Ranchelle. Many of us view success as something that you arrive at, something you pursue, something that you will have to make happen. What if you ignited success within yourself? What if you viewed success differently, changed the way you look at it? Would you feel differently about yourself and your journey? Tuning in to Ignite Your Success with entrepreneurial success coach, Ranchelle Van Bryce, you'll receive tools and insight to ignite your very own success differently. Join Ranchelle Wednesdays on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com at 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, 2 p.m. Pacific. Welcome back to Ignite Your Success with Ranchelle. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to rvb at igniteyoursuccess.ca. Welcome back to Ignite Your Success with Ranchal here on Inspired Choices Network. Thanks again for joining me. And again, if you're whether you're here live or you're listening afterwards, I appreciate uh, appreciate you and appreciate your time. If you're just joining now, I'm sharing a rather personal story about my life and around the elements of going from frazzled to fabulous. And I shared kind of a, a very vulnerable moment of the ending of my marriage and how I was showing up and the steps that I used to help me heal um, and the steps that I continue to use in my life, even if I'm not in a position where I've reached bottom and I need to heal, but just how I show up on a regular basis 
Uh, and I do this because what's important to me is ease and flow. And I believe that our natural state of being is of ease and flow. And it's through our programming that we don't have that. Um, it's it's uh, through how we were raised. And again, nothing against our parents, but it's that that essence, the limiting beliefs and, or beliefs in general, you know, that we have that help guide us uh, through and when we can look at these steps and we can apply them to our life, and then that's the piece of it is the application of um, our life, things can change. And so one of the uh, points that I want to talk about was, uh, was I had spent years and years and years in a personal and spiritual development world. It started at a very young age. It was 14 for me when it started after my dad sobered up and went to probably about the age of, I would say, 32 or 33. And then I got really busy with the Curves franchises that I owned, and I really got into strategy and systems and blueprints and really started to access more of my divine masculine versus my divine feminine. I started becoming more achievement-oriented, more competitive in nature, more goal-oriented and not from a place of balance and harmony, but more from this place of I needed to prove my worthiness and my value. And so I just showed up way, way differently. And so, so part of in this process for me was to realize that I had access, I had coach, I had, I had a coach, I had a therapist, and I had a, a psychic medium friend. And uh, as they were working with me, what I started to see was I was great at reading information, I was great at listening to like motivational podcasts, I was so fantastic, and I could regurgitate what they were saying, but I wasn't applying. And maybe you can relate to that. Maybe you've read every help, self-help book out there. Maybe you can like quote, you know, a whole bunch of different quotes from whoever, Gabby Bernstein, Eckhart Tolle, uh, you know, Oprah, I mean, whoever, whoever it is that you follow and your life is still the same. And truly that's because, not because uh, you suck. It's not because of that at all. Although I really felt that for myself. But what I realized was that I was, I was reading and memorizing, but I was not implementing. I was not applying. There was no integration and there was no embodiment. And that to me, the moment I realized that my whole entire life changed, truly my life changed when I realized that I needed to stop just reading and really ask myself, how can I apply this to my life? How can I integrate this and how can I embody this? so that I can show up differently. So this doesn't happen to me again, because I've got to tell you, it wasn't the first devastating relationship that I had. It was about the fourth. And the common denominator, you got it, was me. When I realized that I was the common denominator with all of those failed relationships, I was a little pissed off, got to tell you that. It's a humbling experience. I was the common denominator. And, and then it was that, okay, so if I have all this information, I have all this knowledge, but my life's not changing, what up? And it was like that what up girlfriend kind of moment for me. And then I realized, oh yeah, I could regurgitate. I could tell you all of these things. I'm not living from that space. And so I made a decision to uh, everything that I read, right? If I was reading something, I had to pause and study it. And I had to ask myself, how can I integrate this, apply this, embody it? And if I can't, at that time, for whatever reason, no judgment, I stopped reading it. 
So I no longer read to have the pleasure of, oh, look at me. I read a book a week. Big fucking deal. Big, right? Because one year I read 58 books. Big fucking deal. I didn't, it didn't apply hardly anything at all. So I moved into the space of, okay, so now, so now what? So I want to, I need to implement one of the things that I realized that I needed to do was I needed to move into forgiveness. I needed to forgive myself and I needed to forgive the children's father for what went on between us. And that took a little bit of work. And actually one, um, one show, I will probably dedicate the steps that I used for forgiveness because it wasn't easy and it took me years. It took me years to forgive him. And so I will, uh, I'll certainly share that. The last step before break, and we're really, really, um, or the end, really, really close to the end here is two things. I asked myself who I needed to be uh, in showing up for myself, not what I need to do, but who do I need to be? And I asked my, I gave myself permission to dream again. I gave myself permission to dream. And that was huge. And in that dreaming piece, this being piece happens. So I know what to do. I'm a doer. Chances are, if you're listening to my show, you're a doer. But I had to ask myself, who do I need to be? And in that moment of time, when I realized that I need to be courageous, I needed to be forgiving. I needed to be loving. I needed to be accepting. I needed to be brave. I needed to be adventurous. And that's still a word that I use all the time. But I also knew that I needed to be loved, loving, and lovable because I had put up such a wall, no one could get close to me. So as I was working through this and healing, these are all the pieces that came to me. And as I started to think about who do I need to be, that's when I realized I had stopped dreaming. I was so afraid to dream again. And maybe you can feel that. Maybe you understand that. And maybe you're there. There were so many disappointments that I would like revisit. So many failed relationships, a failed business, right? Challenges, financial challenges, health challenges. And I realized I had stopped dreaming. And so I want to encourage you, if you only take one thing away from today, give yourself permission to dream again. Because the magic in our life happens when we dream. The magic in life doesn't happen because you're a good doer. (laughs) The magic happens because you're dreaming about what it is that you desire. Because you truly can have it all. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you for listening to Ignite Your Success with Ranchelle. Ranchelle returns Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern. 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, 2 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Until then, be big, be bold, be brilliant, be you.